For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. Rather, think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. Romans 12, 3 through 8. From the first few episodes, we learned the first two stepping stones. Fall in love with the Lord. Fall in love with the church. If you love God with all of who you are, you will do all that God has called you to do. And hopefully from episode three, you've been able to challenge yourself with this one question. Would you attend your church if you weren't being paid? You can't lead those you don't love. So I really hope you've been doing some deep diving into that study alone to see really how much you love your church family. Well, in Stepping Stone 3, we're not looking upward. We're not looking outward. We're actually looking inward at this point. We want to see what we can bring to the table as leaders in the church. So this is a time that we can assess ourselves. There's no negative lens because if you truly love the Lord, you truly love the church, you're going to throw off everything that hinders, right? So all those negative lens that we've been talking about, it's gone. It's gone. So you're able to see clearly, not from your perspective, but from God's perspective. We're looking with sober judgment. Well, what is sober judgment? It's being humble enough to recognize your strength without having an overinflated view about it. But you can also be wise enough to recognize the things you lack and without beating yourself up over it. Hopefully, you've gotten with a wise leader over the past few weeks and wrestled through some of these questions. Well, you're going to need them again today. I talked about all the filters we have when we're looking at the church. Well, we need to remove the ones about ourselves, too. So prepare yourself to have the right perspective because sober judgment sometimes requires a sobering truth. Welcome to episode five of the Total Ministry Makeover. Welcome to the Total Ministry Makeover, where we have one goal on this podcast, to lead leaders everywhere on the right foundation for your life and your ministry. Regardless of the size of your church or the size of your leadership, if you follow the steps of the Total Ministry Makeover, it will radically change how you lead in your church, and by extension, how your church leads people in the community for Jesus Christ. I'm Shane Thacker. I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining today. So we're moving on to stepping stone three, assess yourself. Over the years, we should all regularly take an inward look at our gifts, our talents, our abilities, and see how they fit in the context of serving the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ. But it's not enough to know our strengths. We've also got to be aware of our weaknesses too. And usually those are in the blind spots. That's where outside input comes in handy. So to tell a little bit about myself, I was struggling for four years with a particular problem. Uh, we continued on with doing, like, we had so many great strides in the church. I was learning 
how to teach effectively in a way that was relatable to the audience, in a way that was impacting them in their lives. And you could really see transformation take place. It was really cool. I could lead events. I could set up whatever we wanted as a church. We were ingrained in the community and, and the church was growing. But there was a major problem that was coming up. And this major problem, it just continued on and on. And for four years, this problem came about. I hadn't recruited a single volunteer. In four years, I had not recruited one. Oh, I was good at keeping volunteers, but I could not recruit new ones. And it was just driving me nuts. And I said to one of my buddies, this is a guy that, you know, they're, they're really honest. The, the real honest point, uh, pointed people, these guys are, are, they don't pull any punches. In fact, this guy is so honest, he throws punches with his words. It's great. It's exactly what I want. Just tell me like it is, you know, just tell it how it is. And so I asked him, why am I not able to recruit volunteers? And he said, okay, well, let me, let me think about it. I've got a, a few thoughts, but I'll get back with you next Sunday. Okay. So he goes home. He comes back the next Sunday. I said, buddy, what, what do you think? What, what's the reason? Why can't I recruit volunteers? And he said, Shane, dude, you, you are so good at teaching. You're so good at preaching. I mean, like everything I see you doing on and off stage, interacting with the people, it's all great. Everything's fine. And so after prayerful consideration and, you know, I just really, I really weighed on this and, and I, I am confirmed with God on this. It is in my professional opinion that it must be your face. Thanks a lot, Sean. What a pal. But really and truly, you might be throwing up your hands all frustrated because you're, you're saying, what am I doing wrong with whatever that may be? Maybe you are bad at recruitment. Maybe you're, maybe you're struggling in another area. What am I doing wrong? Maybe it's planning events, preaching, teaching, leading a small group. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that we can do. And you truly believe that that's what God is wanting you to do. But it's frustrating when you're giving your very best and you still feel like it's impossible to move forward. Here's the deal, church leaders, and I want you to really hear me on this. We give our very best, and I get it when it's frustrating, but there are simply things that you excel at, and there's things that you struggle at. That's why God gave us each other as the church to work as one body together. So at the same time, when, when Sean, my buddy, was merciless with his words, it really taught me something that I needed to know. And it was something that I needed to hear, even though it wasn't something he directly said. He was just taking a shot at me, of course. But there's things that God has gifted me with. And simply put, there are things God has not gifted me with. And whenever we look from that perspective, since I had already fallen in love with the church, I'd fallen in love with the Lord, I already had the right perspective and it laid the foundation to find out who the right person was to make up for my flaws. We're human, right? We're, we're, we're great in some ways and we struggle in others. And because I knew the church so well, I knew the exact person I needed to ask to fill that role for recruitment. And I finally recruited one, the recruiter. All of a sudden, all these slots are getting filled, all these places that we needed. She was in love with the church too, so she knew exactly who to ask, where to go, and things started falling into place. 
The problem was getting solved because we were being the church. Remember, God made us in his image, and God was never alone. He wants us to work together as the church to accomplish his good and pleasing and perfect will. So that being said, it's a game changer when we're an all-hands-on-deck kind of church, when we're all-in for Jesus, using all our gifts, talents, and abilities in whatever way that may be to accomplish his will. That being said, we've got to give it all we got. And part of that is knowing what we can bring to the table. So here's some sober judgment that's coming up because uh, really my prayer is that this basic assessment will open your eyes to what you personally bring to the table at your church. Hopefully it'll also open your eyes to the areas you need help in. We'll be right back for some sober judgment after a short break. I hope you had a chance to see the interview with Mark Moore. But Mark Moore's book, Quest 52, is out November 18th, 2021, about the time this episode's coming out. So I highly encourage you to get this book along with his previous work, Core 52. Go to quest52.com to get your copy. Join in on the monthly discussion. Next meeting is November 19th for all Tier 2 and Tier 1 patrons. And if you want to submit a review like what you just saw, we'd love to give you a shout-out. Send me a message at facebook.com slash Pastor Shane Thacker. Welcome back. We're returning for some sober judgment here. I hope you got the speck out of your eye, or was it perhaps a plank? We have to see clearly about who we are, and with that in mind, we have to see clearly of what God sees in us too. And so I hope you have the right perspective. I hope you've really prayed about that. No negative lens, none of that that's coming into play as you assess yourself, because you'll either overinflate or you'll beat yourself down one way or the other. Let's just see clearly. And I hope you've got that wise leader, wise leader, wise leader, wise leader that we've been talking about and walking through this. Well, let's look at the power formula. This is how we're going to look at this assessment. Our pain plus our passion plus our perception equals power. Now, don't run wild with that thought. I'm not saying we have superpowers by any means. But God has enabled us to do many things, and the only power we have is the power that God gave us, most certainly. It's a matter of finding it and using it for God's kingdom. So let's look at the first one, pain. Out of all the sin in this world, and boy, is there a lot, what sin issue just absolutely weighs you down the most? It's usually tied to some form of injustice, um, is there something that just hurts the very depths of your soul when you think about it? Now, don't get this mixed up. There's a whole host of forms of injustice, these forms of sin that bother us, most certainly. But what are the things that get you upset enough that you stand up, you step in, and you do something about it? Got that in mind? That's your pain. What is your pain? Well, next comes passion. There's a lot of things we can be doing, but what do we love to do? 
These are the skills you have, a certain place you go to get things done, things that make work seem more like play. You could just keep doing this and you'd be a happy lad, right? Some of you might be musically inclined and you just love being in any space, any context where worship is going on. Yeah, that's awesome. For others, you'd prefer to be in the background. Anything that has to do with operations, you're just that person. You just love making sure the job gets done and you really don't want the credit because that's too much attention. Still others uh, might not be interested in any of those things. Rather, you're a one-on-one, relationally driven person. All of you are important. But what's your passion? What do you bring to the table? What are your gifts, talents, and abilities? Well, the next part of the formula is perception. I want you to take a look at the big picture and connect the dots between your pain and your passion. Where do they intersect? Where exactly, from a drone's eye view, do you see the big picture of it? Where does it intersect with the pain? Where does it intersect with the passion? In other words, what skills do you have that can alleviate or even help to correct this issue of sin and injustice? When you can see that, that's when you found your power. For me, it's not the only one, but a pain in my life is watching churches wither and die because leaders aren't on the right foundation. I'm sure you see where I'm going with this already, but I want to see the church restored. One of my greatest passions is developing content. So if I can write, if I can preach, if I can blog, I mean, I can do whatever it is. I can develop week-long events or just a weekend retreat Uh, doing curriculum, all that stuff is a blast to me. I love that. Some of you are having a snore fest, just me talking about it. But, But in fact, every Sunday night, I cannot hardly sleep because I'm so excited to go to work Monday morning. I am not joking about this. I know I agree with you for calling me crazy, but it is a true statement. Why do I love going in on Mondays? Because developing content for me seems less like work and more like play. I love it. I love it. And when I can look at where those two intersect, I found my power. And this is, this is my power. This is what I've developed over time that, that I, if I could put it in one statement, this is it. Developing content that points people to Jesus. I don't just want to see leaders on the right foundation though. I want to see their churches too to be on the right foundation. I want to see their communities to be on the right foundation. The lost to find Jesus. I want to see this whole world to come to know who Jesus is. And that is a pain of mine. It's a passion of mine to develop content to alleviate that pain in any way I can. And that's why I'm doing this podcast. That's why I do the blogs. That's why I do anything else online to try and alleviate some of that pain. Even though it's not going to make this massive dent, I'm going to do what I can with the capabilities that I have, that God has given me, he's enabled me to do, and I'm going to use them for the power and the glory of Jesus Christ. That's why we do what we do, right leaders? That being said, I've found myself doing more of this as a result. Now that I've defined the power, the pain, passion, and perception all put together. That's the power that God has given me. That's what he wants me to do as far as everything I'm seeing 
in this stage of life, develop content that points people to Jesus. So I found myself doing those sermons. I found myself doing anything I can. Um, and what I've also learned is what God has not gifted me with. Very specifically, you are not gifted in this area. Yeah, I found myself saying no to doing those tasks and finding the right people for those tasks so that I can say yes to what God's calling me to do. Remember, if you say yes to something, you're automatically saying no to something else. Well, we got to make sure we're saying yes to the right things. We've got to make sure that we're saying yes to our pain, our passion, our perception. We've got to say yes to the power that God has given us. Well, that's my power. What about you? Here's your groundwork for this week. Meet with the Paul, the wise leader in your life, and go through the formula. The pain plus passion plus perception equals power. What's your power? Let's find out in this discussion. Remember to have the right heart and attitude going into the conversation, no negative lens um, about yourself or about that leader that's coming in and to speak into your life. They're going to point out your blind spots, and it might be discouraging. But if this person is wise and they love the Lord, you need to trust that they're going to speak the truth in love. Remember, the questions are in the episode description, and I'd love to hear your feedback if you're actually able to utilize these questions or not. I hope you can find your power that God has enabled you with, whatever that may be. And I hope that with this assessment that it's going to help see clearly. Maybe there's something that you haven't seen yet, even though it's a really basic assessment. I think if you have the right conversations, uh, you put the right person in your life, that Paul in your life, they're going to help you open your eyes to see what maybe, maybe you have the greatest gifts with, and also maybe what you need the most help with. Maybe there's some blind spots on both ends of that. And so if you've truly fallen in love with the Lord and His church, steps one and two, it's going to be really easy to see. He's already laid the groundwork for you to not only see what God's calling, but also what you need the most help with. Maybe there's something you haven't quite seen yet, and the Paul in your life is going to help bring it up. Test the waters. Just have an open mind and see if that's maybe something that they're right about. Well, thanks for joining today. Uh, I hope that episode five has helped pave the way for you to see clearly of who you are so that you can gravitate to the right foundation for your life and your ministry. I have a special offer on my book running now through the end of November 2021. If you are a top-tier patron, on top of the other perks, for your first month you'll get a signed copy of the Total Ministry Makeover shipped right to your door. I appreciate your consideration, your prayers, and your support as we're seeking for this podcast to grow and to help leaders everywhere to lead well. You can find the patron link in the episode description. Thank you. And I just have to say, it's so exciting to see state by state, this podcast is growing week by week. Really awesome. What a blessing to see. And we're even in France and Germany and the United Kingdom. How cool is that? It's just cool to see. And it was Michigan for the longest time there in the lead as far as viewership goes. But now California is heading up there. Texas, where are you? 
Texas, come on. Let's let's see some stepping it up. I thought everything was bigger in Texas. <laughs> well, I love seeing how this podcast is growing, and I just want to thank you for sharing each episode. And I have to say, full disclosure, doing this podcast, I know it's new, it's all a new thing, but but uh, I have been struggling with my time, and I could not possibly lead a podcast talking about falling in love with the Lord, falling in love with the church without really making sure I'm doing that myself. And what I've learned here is I've had so much time invested in developing the podcast, even though it's a 15 to 20 minute podcast, um, each week is too much. I cannot lead the church well if I'm doing this every single week. And so with that in mind, I really appreciate um, all the, the encouragement you guys have given me. What I'm going to do is shift this from an every week thing. Now that we've gotten a few episodes in, I'm doing this every two weeks, okay? So you're going to see the next episode, Stepping Stone 4, you'll see that two weeks from the time that this is released, and so so on and so forth. So we're going to do that change Sorry if you've been really into it and and you've been really uh, getting this content in. I'd encourage you uh, just continue backtracking and look at the content from before and and make sure you're on track with everything else. But thank you so much. I, I again, appreciate this, but I, I have to be transparent and lead well in my own church because, boy, this is exhausting. (laughs) Thank you for your understanding and your prayers and your patience. If this podcast has been helpful to you, please do click the like and share button on the podcast. Drop a comment in there on the Podbean app. Definitely appreciate any of that. And uh, do share on your social media pages as well as uh, with your ministry groups and sending invites to a Paul or a Barnabas or a Timothy in your life. It's better to go through this content together for sure. Thanks again for joining. We'll see you next time as we talk about Stepping Stone 4 assess your church. God bless.